um, y'all, I love Texas. Um, so, side note, I did not, um, I was not born in Texas. I was born in Montana. And um, I know, you guys, I got here as fast as I could, okay? Um, and so, um, but, so I, can, I have a good twang. My husband uh, was born and raised in Corsicana, Texas. And so he has a good Texan drawl um, to him. It's kind of Matthew McConaughey-ish, if, you, if I must say. Um, <laughs> And so I, I can get that, like, a little hick accent every now and then, but then my Montananess comes out sometimes when I say, like, milk and eggs. It's weird. Um, but the thing I love most about Texas is the Dallas Mavericks. That's my team. I'm an MFFL. Um, and uh, we just need to say a little prayer for them because they're in the playoffs, and um, we're down two to zero. So, um, and... You guys, I know Houston is in Texas, but I just believe that God loves the Mavericks more. So um, we just need to pray for them, and um, I'll be there Friday night, and I'm so excited. So uh, I love Texas, um, I love the Dallas Mavericks, and I love the book of James. Um, A long, long, long time ago, probably before y'all were even in school, a group of friends and I got together, and we just organically... Um, started reading the book of James together, and we would each take a little section, um, much like the sections y'all will be uh, experiencing during this Immerse series, and we would just write about it, and we would talk about it, and um, I, I just, I love the book of James. The book of James, um, James, if the, those of you guys that don't know, was Jesus's brother, um, and so James got together, and he really just started writing a letter to persecuted Christians, just saying, hey, This is a how-to. This is a how-to book on how to live a Christ-filled life. This is how to be a Christian. This is what this looks like. So as you are participating in this Immerse series, as you're doing the 21-day challenge, y'all can do it. It's fun. Um, As you're reading the scriptures, as you're hearing the word, I think about this as just being a how-to. This is how to live a Christian life life. And it's really going to be uh, powerful. I love the book of James. Um, if you ever want to just start reading scripture, if this is the time to do it, uh, the next three weeks, you'll just have little chunks of scripture each day uh, for you to read. And it's a great way for you just to start there. Sometimes we want to start in Genesis and just work our way all the way through Revelations. Um, that's really difficult because you get stuck in Lamentations and that's really hard. Um, you can start with James. You can start really, this is a how-to guide on how to live a Christian life. Uh, we believe here um, that scripture was written a long, long time ago, uh, but it's written for us today. So it was written for people a long, long time ago uh, who were persecuted, who were um, just really were not supported as Christians. It was written then a long time ago for them, but it's written for us today. So as we read this scripture, you're going to hear me say this over and over again with every single message. Scripture is written for us too. So as we hear these things, I think it's important for us to realize that it's written for us as well. Um, your handouts um, are really cool this week um, because there's ways for you to fill in blanks, but also if you grab a handy-dandy pen behind your chair, uh, I would need you guys to write down some stuff too. So tonight... I'm just going to do an overview of chapters 1 and 2, James 1 and 2. After tonight, if you go to our Instagram at at Unite Mansfield, um, you can see the challenge for the day. Um, And side note, spoiler alert, in your breakout groups, you'll be participating in that challenge. Um, So each day, you're going to get a different scripture. So I'm going to highlight what that looks like this week. And then as, um, as each day passes between now and next Wednesday, you'll experience these little chunks of scripture. So what I did is I took James um, chapters 1 and 2, and I took out my five favorite verses, and I made five action steps. So if you just want to number like 1 through 5, like on the side of your handout or on the, on the other side, you can do that. Um, whatever you want to do, but I'm going to give you five, um, just five action steps, five things to look at, five things to do so you know that this is the how-to of Christian living. These are the things that you can do 
to live a Christ-filled life. So with that, let's start with action step number one, and that is persevere. And we're going to look at James uh, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and I'm going to show you that now. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, where, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Okay, so I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I need perseverance every time I'm in my car, especially when there is traffic, right? Have you all been there? Like you're just in this bumper-to-bumper traffic, and inevitably there's traffic whenever you need to be somewhere, right? And you have a time that you need to be there. And and I I just need to remember, and this is what perseverance is all about, is remembering to move forward. That's my Montana um, accent. Uh, to move forward, to keep moving in a forward direction. The perseverance is maybe it's a slow progression, but it's getting through. It's moving forward, and that's what that kind of looks like for you. <coughs> perseverance for me is an everyday life kind of thing. Now, some of us have huge events in our lives, things that we've had to overcome and, and go through. For some of us, uh, it may be a race. It may be an actual race where we just have to persevere through the pain and uh, the, the wanting to quit and all that just to get to the finish line. For some of us, it's just getting through the star test, you guys. Oh, I'm so glad I never had to take that. <coughs> Sometimes it's just an everyday life. Uh, for me, perseverance are little things that just add up and start snowballing, and uh, it just becomes a bigger thing than what it really, really needs to be. The scripture tells us that we are going to experience trials of many kinds. There's a big variety of trials that we're going to face in our lives, but that we need to persevere because it makes us stronger and more mature in our faith. So I really want you to think about this. Do you let everyday trials become lifetime setbacks? Are you one of those people where it snowballs and it adds up and it goes, and so one thing happens and it's just life is over, right? This one little thing happens. (coughs) <coughs> because you had it go from one time to another and it just started snowballing, then it starts adding up and it becomes a lifetime setback. That you just can't stop focusing on this one trial. And it just becomes a huge setback in your life because you can't persevere and get through it. Think about what that looks like in your life. The second uh, step is to stand firm. Stand firm. <coughs> Sorry. And the scripture that we're going to look at for that is James 1, 13 through 14. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Temptation is not from God. Okay? I see, and this is the most frustrating thing as a student uh, minister, is I, I just get so frustrated when I see students posting, God is testing me, and God is, is, is tempting me to do these things, and God is putting this in my path to test me to see what I'm going to do. God does not do that. The world does that. We live in a broken world, and we are given free will. That means we are given the opportunity to make choices. And one of those choices is to choose God, Okay? But there are many trials that we face in our lives. We live in a broken world, and sometimes we are tempted by the world to make a certain choice. Those choices do not come from God. God is not tempted, and the scripture tells us (coughs) that he does not tempt anyone. 
okay? You are given the power and the ability to make free will, to make your own choices. And the world is what tempts you. The world is what, what gives you temptation. So you need to stand firm against those temptations. There's a little blank on, um, on your handout in this number two. What are your temptations? I want you to think about what that looks like. For me, I, I want to write down all these sorts of food that's in my house right now that i just like, oh, I can't wait to get home and eat that. Um, <coughs> but I want you to think outside of, of that, too. For some of us, temptations really are food, and that's a big source of temptations for us. But a big temptation for me is to gossip. A big temptation for me is to get my nose into business that I don't need to be in, to say things that I don't need to say, to hear things that I really want to hear but I just don't need to. Are you tempted to do those things. What are your biggest temptations right now in your life? What, what, is a, or what are the things that are in your life that are tempting you? Think about what that is. List those down. <coughs> the third action step for you to do is listen. Listen, listen, listen. I love this word. Um, for those of you guys that know me pretty well, and maybe you've gone to the landing a couple times, this is one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, it is James 1, 19 through 20. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Oh, that's so hard. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Okay, so we need to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. How many of us can get an A-plus in that? Not many of us, right? Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is like my, this is my verse. Not because it's something that um, I'm really good at, it, but because it's like every time I read the book of James, it's like, Amanda, be quick to listen, slow to speak, which is so hard for me, and slow to get angry. It's important for us to be quick to listen. Think about this. The anger comes from not listening. And a great example of that is think about the last argument you had with your parents. What was it about? Think about what the root of it. Was it because you didn't listen to what they were saying? And I'll be fair. I'll be fair. Was the argument because they weren't listening to what you were saying? Think about the root of your arguments that you have with friends and the anger that comes around it. It stems mainly from not listening to each other. I think a lot of times we need to push pause in a situation and just listen. <clears throat> My brain is constantly going all the time. I know what I'm going to say in just two seconds, um, and that's what I was going to say. Um, I know. I, like My brain's already there on what I'm going to say, and it's really hard for me to push pause and just listen, but that's what we need to do. So I want you to think about this. What aren't you listening to? What aren't you listening to and who aren't you listening to? Be brave enough to really think about what that looks like. Are you not listening to yourself? Are you not listening to to your friends? Are you not listening to the word? As you're reading these words and as you're thinking of these things, what aren't you listening to that you need to listen to? I'm not talking about just music. I'm not talking about I just want you to think about that. Who or what are you not listening to? It's good stuff. Okay, so we have um, persevere, stand firm, listen, and show mercy. (coughs) Now, um, this is hard for me because I don't really understand sometimes. Mercy is a word that we use all the time, but it's really hard 
to, to put into words what mercy really means. And so before I read the scripture, I want you to think about mercy is compassionate treatment, treating somebody with compassion and being kind and forgiving. And the scripture is James 2, 12 through 13. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that, co- that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So show mercy. Be kind and compassionate and forgiving. I love this scripture because it says mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is over judgment. You need to be merciful. You need to show mercy before you judge. And James knew that we have the tendency as humans to judge others before we show them kindness and mercy. Think about your interactions. Think about your day. Think about what you've done, the things you've said, and the things <coughs> sorry, that you've chosen to do today. Have you shown compassion or have you judged others? Have you judged others or have you showed compassion? Because mercy triumphs judgment. Sorry, thank you. I needed to do that. Sorry. Okay, so we have... Persevere, stand firm, listen, show mercy. The last action item is balance, balance. James 2.26 says this. As the body without the spirit is dead, so is faith without deeds is dead. As body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So this is the the debate that we get into all the time. Is it our actions or our faith that gets us into heaven? Is it our actions or is it our faith that that makes us a good Christian, that shows that we live a Christ-filled life? And the scripture tells us it's both. We need to have equal parts of our action and our faith, our deed and our spirit, our faith. We need to have equal parts of that. We need to show our faith. We need to be faithful, but we need to show it. We need to act on it. Your deeds, your actions, and your faith need to balance out. You can't have one without the other. A lot of times I hear that, oh, I'm going to go to heaven or I'm a Christian because I do good things. People can do good things. That's why we have free will. But it doesn't make us a Christian, right? Our faith and, and our foundation of who we are makes us a Christian, and our deeds back that up. But you can also say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I have the faith, I believe, but do nothing with it. And that doesn't make you a Christian. It doesn't have the belief. You have to have both. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. You have to have balance. You have to have equal parts. Are you all balanced with that or are you unbalanced? Do you do one before the other? Are you, are you good about doing all this mission stuff and you, and you help others and you're a good person and, and the actions that you make are really, really good, but you don't have the faith. You don't believe that what you're doing is good. And you don't believe in the unconditional love that Christ is giving you. Or are you the other way? Do you believe in the unconditional love that Christ is giving you and you, and you believe in Christ and you believe that you, you are the son or daughter of, of God? Do you believe that, but you don't do anything with it? Are you unbalanced? Last weekend, my mother-in-law um, had the distinct pleasure of taking my nephew, who's three, to his very first soccer game. Um, y'all, it was a practice, and it was a mess. Um, so we had to load up my son into a stroller and then bring my three-year-old nephew out there. <clears throat> and strollers, if you're not careful, they're the best things in the whole wide world. I guarantee, and I highly recommend that once you have a child, to go get a stroller because they're the best. 
Because you can just push it around, and you can have all of your stuff on it. And they make these things that you can hang your bags and stuff on. So it's great. Like, you can go into the mall with a stroller. Y'all just get a stroller and go to the mall. Like, you don't even have to have a kid. You just put stuff in it. Uh, you just roll around with it and put bags in it. It's so great. Um, but if you don't have things to balance it out, uh, it gets kind of messy. So I had everything in it, um, and I had all these bags hanging off and chairs and everything else. But my kid, my 22-pound kid, I was not sitting in the stroller. So the whole thing fell over, and everything spilled everywhere, and it was a mess. It's because things were not balanced. Are you unbalanced? Is your life unbalanced? Do you feel like you're showing your faith as much as you're living your faith and you have your faith? Are you living an unbalanced life? Y'all, James, uh, chapters 1 and 2 have so much more to say. And I'm so excited, and I hope that you take this challenge. I hope that maybe you don't post stuff to Instagram every day, but I hope that you just see the scripture and you just you open up your Bible app or you open up your Bible and you just read. You just read it because these are good things to learn and good things to live by. And, and I hope that you're able to do that. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, and then I'm going to send us to our breakout group so you can learn more about these things. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for tonight, Lord, for each and every person here, for these steps, these action steps for us to take, Lord, to help us to uh, show mercy and to, to stand firm and to listen and to do those things, Lord, to balance everything out, Lord. I pray that you help us to do that. I pray that you help us to, to focus on on what you have to say to us, the, the how-to guide on how to live our lives so that we can live better and live for you. And life may not be easy because we live in this broken world, Lord, but, but you give us the opportunity to persevere and to move forward in our faith, knowing that you will never leave our side, Lord. So I pray that you help us to look at these words and make them so much more than just words in our lives, Lord, but something that we can focus on and challenge us to keep moving forward in our faith. For your holy name we pray. Amen.